the fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, let's flip it over and talk the other side of the football for a few minutes, and let us start with the old metaphorical high five. How about J.C. Horn? J.C. Horn yesterday was exceptional. Targeted four times, over 28 coverage snaps, allowed one catch for two yards. That's it. J.C. Horn was a lockdown dude yesterday, and that was a big part of the reason. Not that they don't deserve their own credit because Derek Brown was exceptional. Brian Burns was exceptional. I love the fire. I love the intensity. I love the passion of these cats in their pressers after the game. Brian said, I would rather be in a game like this than get blown out. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather give us a chance uh, than, than get blown out and quit at halftime. But part of the reason those guys were were able to be so successful up front to have the game that they had was that the back four slash five, especially involving J.C. Horn, was absolutely exceptional. I mean, it was exceptional. That's as good as you can ask anybody to play that corner. And the fact that you were in that spot leads me to believe that Jameis Winston coming to the house, by the way, Jameis who threw three picks to Tampa Bay this week. There's your hope right there. If there's hope in New Orleans or in Charlotte against New Orleans, it's that Jameis creates turnovers and the DBs for Carolina were exceptional this week. All right, so this is going to be a case where we switch roles. Uh, the defense is the reason why Carolina lost this game. They played much better than they did in the first game. And yes, uh, the defensive backfield played really well. Until the fourth quarter, when the Carolina Panthers drive down the field, they take the lead, and then all the defense needs to do is play consistently as they had done most of the game, and they couldn't do it. Uh, were they tired? Was it too humid? I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons. Yeah, it might get humid in New York, New Jersey, wherever it is they're playing. I, the defense let them down. They did. The, the one series where they needed to, to to bow up and stop them like they did earlier in the game, they couldn't get it done. And so I can't put all the negativity on the offense, and I don't think you can either without saying, yeah, they did a lot of great things. They got pressure on Daniel Jones, but on one series, a series, the answering series for them, Daniel Jones was precise. He was throwing some really good passes into that defensive backfield, and those guys looked a little gassed. They looked a little bit like what they looked like in the first half last week. I want to see, I, if for the Panthers to have a chance to win any games going uh, down, down the stretch, they need the defense to be consistent the entire game, not just you know sporadically here and there. Panthers, as of right now, are giving up 58.8% completion percentage. That is better than every team in the league with the exception of the Bengals, Commanders, Eagles, Texans, Saints, Bucks, and Giants from 7 up to 1. Yards per attempt, Panthers are the best in the league. I would say 4.4 yards per attempt. Quite a few of those teams you just mentioned are losing. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the... Let's see. Completion percentage. Let me go back to the top. Uh, the Giants are 2-0. The Bucks are 2-0. The Saints are 1-1. And the only loss they have is to uh, is to the, the Buccaneers. 
Uh, the Texans aren't good. The Eagles aren't bad. Uh, the Commanders are one and one. The Bengals are zero and two. But let's be real; that's a hundred percent because their offensive the the Bengals offensive line makes ours look like a damn Pro Bowl unit. All right. So again, it's not. It is as you mentioned the word small sample size. It is very early in the season. These numbers are gonna they're gonna curve. They're gonna flatten. They're gonna curve. They're gonna flatten. Well, well, coming into this year, didn't you expect the defense to be good? I did. They were good last year. The defense needs to be that unit for sure. And yes, the offense needs to improve. But what the defense needs to do, they need to not. They, they need to be good when it matters most, and that's when they struggled a little bit yesterday. I wouldn't disagree with that. Not not in the least. By the way, uh, as far as yards surrendered per game, there are only five teams that are giving up fewer yards per game than the Panthers as well. According to NFL.com, the 49ers, the Vikings, Eagles, Bills, and Titans are giving up the fewest yards per game. Wow, all that is awesome, Rob. But you gave up the points that lost you the game. Right, but this circles back around to what I was saying at the beginning. The offense isn't good enough. I'm telling you, the defense is carrying the defense their weight. defense needs to be better if they were. They can't. They're, they're the sixth best passing defense in the league. Which means they have room for improvement. You are you are going to determine to make me hit myself in the head with a microphone today. If you There's are like a four top or five six passing defense in the league, you are good enough. All right? It's the NFL. Top six defenses is good enough. Ask the players, are you satisfied? They will say, no, we gave up points and we lost the game. Of course they're not satisfied. They lost. We all know that. The problem is that the defense repeatedly gave the offense another opportunity to score, and they repeatedly didn't do that. I, I, I I am all the way around on the offense is the problem. Excited about Ben McAdoo. I actually was higher on McAdoo than a lot of other guys were because I thought, all right, McAdoo, yeah, he failed as a as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, he's been very good about knowing his team and playing to the strengths and, and the assets of his team. And I don't see that right now. I don't see that right now. I see them trying to force the issue. And even when the defense goes, here's the football, give it another crack, which they've done a number of times. I, you know, we got to score points though. You're right, and if the defense was a little bit better, they would score points too, and that would make up for the offense's lack of 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 you know gelling yet. Yeah, defense, stop being losers and scoring zero points. You, you gave weirdos. you gave up points to Daniel Jones. How dare you? The audacity, the audacity. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just like I said, it's it, it circles back around to me to the defense is doing their job. And considering you've got uh, Derek Brown, who I talked a bunch of a bunch of bump about earlier, or I should say last week, he showed out this week. Uh, Brian Burns is very clearly the leader on the defensive side of the ball. J.C. Horn is a padlock wherever he is on the field. We can circle these guys and say, here's where we're doing things right. But if we can't, I mean, if we can't drive down the field and score on the on the New York Giants defense, you know, I, I I'm less optimistic by the minute, which I hate. Let me ask you one question real quick, because and I'll probably on Wednesday's pod, I kind of wanted wanted to get into this a little bit deeper. We'll probably do uh, a segment or two on this. You know, I was thinking about this earlier uh, during the Ron Rivera days. I feel like this team really had 
and I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of starting to hate the word identity because I, I think there are some radio hosts that anytime something goes wrong and they don't know what to say about it, they just go, oh, we need an identity. Well, right? I, can't, I can't wait for this because I'm an expert on the Ron Rivera era. So, Perfect. Good. So I cannot wait. Good. I feel like a lot of hosts use the, the, the word identity as a patchwork for, I don't really know what's going on and I got to say something. So, uh, 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 identity. They need identity. But this team during the Ron Rivera days, I kind of felt like it had one, right? Like you had the Luke Keekleys and the Greg Olsons. You had guys that were faces in the league and faces you saw around Charlotte and the Carolinas and the NFC South as a whole. And you had Cam and you, you, you had all these players that when you thought Carolina Panthers, you think of this guy, right? Do we still have that? Do we have that right now? I don't feel like we do. And, and and I wonder if a part of the reason the offense hasn't been able to find an identity is we just, like, there's just not one. There's not that guy that's, like, grabbing everybody right. with a face mask the way Olsen would have and going, get it together. All right, so you're talking about identity as players, but identity as a team during Ron Rivera was they couldn't win in the beginning of the season they would pick it up near the end of the season and save his job over and over again on the airwaves here in Greenville, South Carolina. I was one of the few people who said, why does he still have a job? Because he was able to every year somehow weather it because like a third of the way through the season, they would pull it together and then they would start getting some wins. Exactly what's probably going to happen here. So the identity for the Panthers, except for the Super Bowl years, is that they start notoriously slow. They do. I, and I don't know. Some would say um, that it starts at the top. Some would say it has to do with coaching. Some would say it has to do with players. I don't know why it is, but they start slow. They absolutely do. And as far as identity goes, from a player standpoint, there's only one guy, and it's been that guy for the last couple years, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is your identity. When people think of the Carolina Panthers now, last year, even though he was hurt, or the year before, they think Christian McCaffrey. There needs to be a defensive guy, I agree, that needs to suddenly step up and be that guy, but for now, he's not. And you know what else now the identity is, whether you think he's playing well or not? Now when you think Carolina Panthers, it's not only Christian McCaffrey, it's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's the problem, I think, right? Because we we talk about that, and when you thought about Luke Heakley and Olsen and all these guys we've talked about in the past, when you looked at the offense, there's a reason those guys were the identity. And while certainly fans would gel around them, right? Like we've talked about the fact that Luke Heakley, I mean, Luke Heakley, there were fans of Luke Keekley that weren't Panthers fans, fans of divisional rivals that love Luke Keekley. So arguably one of the best linebackers of all time. Phenomenal. And if he if he couldn't if he had found a way to slow down just a little bit, he might still be playing. But I remember asking Ron Rivera, have you talked to him and asked him, Hey, you know, you've got to be a little more careful with your body and he's just like, That's just not how he's wired. Oh, hundred percent. He wouldn't have been him if it wasn't for that. But the point is Fans rallied around that guy, right? You can still go downtown to Charlotte, as I've done a handful of times in the last year, and there's going to be Luke Keekley jersey. Hell, you—that's the jersey you wear as a Luke Keekley jersey. Absolutely. So, 
Luke Keighley was was obviously a leader because of his play, but the community gelled around him and the team gels around him. It would be a you, you would not be well, maybe you'll be surprised. I don't know. Some people would be surprised to understand that the players that a fan base gels around, team gels around that guy as a leader too. And my question would be, outside of McCaffrey on the offensive ball, do we have a leader right now? I really like Robbie Anderson. I really like DJ Moore. Does either one of those guys stand out as the vocal leader of this team? Defensively, I really like Brian Burns. Derek Brown has impressed me. I want to see him keep getting better. It's one good week. I want to see him better. So you, but, you leave Shaq out, and Shaq is, I think the stat was he's had like three or four straight years of a thousand tackles or oh, more. Oh, Shaq's or something a stud. Like that. Yeah. Shaq's a stud. I mean, he Does was Shaq out there. Out he was you? out there with, with Davis. And with Keekly. Yeah. If you're out there with those guys, you've got to learn something from them. But would you say with the Panthers where they stand right now, looking for searching for that identity, would you say that Shaq Thompson is is the guy that's getting put on banners? That the guy that Panthers fans and therefore the team are gonna go, that's our dude right there, that's the guy we put up. When I think of the defense, that's who I think of. I know it doesn't matter. It's uh, you know, and I do consider myself a fan. But I get what you're saying. You know what? You know how you find those guys when you win, and they haven't done that this year yet. Don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that at all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works. We're going to be dropping you another episode on Wednesday. Wednesday, of course, is our news dump. We'll have some clips and quotes from the press conferences after yesterday's loss. After practices on Monday and Tuesday, we'll drop that pod on Wednesday, and then we will drop you our weekend preview pod on Friday. That pod, of course, will feature our rundown of the New Orleans Saints coming to visit the Carolina Panthers in what I dare to say, Lonzo, is absolutely a must-win game. Absolutely a must-win game. Without a doubt, it is. Uh, Not only for the team, but maybe for the coach. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think if... I I think mathematically being eliminated from the playoffs before, like, week 13, Matt Rule's done. I I saw a thing on Twitter... Uh, a couple times of a wings place. I'm not going to tell you which one. Offering free wings if rule is I gone. If rule is gone at some point this week, use the code hashtag fire rule. I saw that. I um, hashtags don't work. They don't. Not, I don't. You know, you could have like a million people saying fire someone. No, Tepper, it's not Tepper's not going to care. Yeah, but. You understand, I, does it, I understand. Does it really ha- make you feel better? I created a hashtag that says to fire this person. No, it's, I it's feel about sti- better now. It's about virality, right? Like it's about going viral because. So it's about you. It's not about the team. You don't really care about the team. You're just being able to say, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person who came up with the hashtag. No, I came up with the hashtag. You absolutely do care about the team. And if you believe that Matt Rule is the common denominator holding this team back, and we're going to get into this on Wednesday's pod, obviously, because he is being rumored to be connected to the Nebraska job. And I will tell you that if Carolina comes out of the gate with an 0-3, 0-4, 0-5 start, it makes it much more likely that Matt Rule's like, okay, my rebuild projects worked at college, but not here, so I'm out hey later. Man, stop with your negativity. And stop being negative. I'm just... 0-4, 0-5. Stop it. Calling the shots the way I see the shots. All right, so we will talk about that and more when we drop our Wednesday news dump show. You will get, again, clips and quotes from the pressers and start looking to the weekend. And then on Friday, you get our preview pod where we'll break down Saints 
at Panthers. Zoe, any parting words for the people? Yeah, l- listen, people. I'm going to try to. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to give Rob a hug or put him in a headlock, whichever one is necessary. So when we come back next time, he's going to be a lot more positive. When I have him in the headlock, I might keep pounding. Baby. For the record, a you headlock is technically just a violent hug. It's, it's, it's like a single arm hug. Yeah, it's the hug. That's it for us. We'll be back on Wednesday. Y'all have a great week. Keep pounding, baby. See you then.